Jesus continues to prepare us to stand before him that day. He is faithful. He is in love with us. He thinks about us all the time. And he's showing us how to get out those spots and wrinkles. How to be able to stand before him that day. And him say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Standing before him that day. Gazing in his eyes, knowing exactly who he is and, and that he approves of you comes from what you're doing here and right, right here and right now. And so that is exactly what he's doing is getting you ready so that when you stand before him, there's no question. You know him and he knows you because you allowed him to teach you and correct you. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you for paying us so much attention, for teaching us your way, allowing us to know what you're thinking, welcoming us into your kingdom by giving us the formula, the know-how to live right here, right now in your kingdom, even before we get there. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Jesus said, to the, said this to me one, one day to encourage someone to tithe. He said, tithing is your insurance policy. It's your insurance. Giving 10% of your increase of your income is your insurance to know that you are taken care of by God. Yesterday we talked about robbing him. So if you're robbing him, you're void of that protection. You don't have an insurance policy with him. In fact, you're his enemy. But when you decide in your heart, when you know him, when you get to that place where you trust him with 10% of your increase, then he can trust you and he's going to take care of you. You have an insurance policy with him. So Malachi 3 verse 8. Let's read this again. Will a man rob or defraud, cheat, in other words, cheat God, yet you rob and defraud me. But you say, in what way do we rob or defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes, the tenth of your income, into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and prove me now by it says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out a blessing that there shall not be enough room for to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 12, and all the nations will call you happy and blessed, for you shall be the land of delight, says the Lord hosts, so you will be noticed. And so today we're talking about the blessed part. He said, yesterday we talked about how you're cursed and how you're robbing God and certainly not going to be allowed into the kingdom of heaven if you're his enemy, and you are his enemy if you don't obey him, Jesus said that not everyone who calls him Lord, you can be calling him Lord and not tithing, and you're not going to be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven because you're not doing his father's will. 
He said, not everyone calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom, but those who do the will of the Father. And so tithing is the will of the Father. So when you when you tithe, you're blessed beyond measure. You're blessed when you go in, blessed when you go out, when you obey the Lord your God. When you tithe, Deuteronomy 28 says, when you obey him, fully obey him, then you'll be blessed in everything you do. And if you don't obey him, you'll be cursed. Because if you don't obey him, you're not friends with him. You're not, you're not in agreement with him. You don't abide with him. He doesn't abide in you. Because Jesus said, I will come and live on the inside of you if you heed my voice. And so when we heed his voice, he abides in us and we abide in him. He and the Father make their home within us when we take heed to his voice. And so if you're not obeying him, Jesus is going to say, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And, and you break one law, he said, you break all the laws. So if you don't tithe, you break all the law. But when you do tithe, you're going to be blessed and favored. And you're, you also have access to the kingdom of heaven. In Revelation, we read in verse um, 20, 14 of 22, that when we cleanse our garment, that we're going to have the authority to walk up to the tree of life. We're going to have the authority. We're going to have that privilege. We're going to be allowed to walk through that gate and even approach the tree of life, is what it says. And so walking into God's kingdom has to do with our obedience to him, our agreement with him. So um, a few things that um, God was pointing out to me today is if we tithe, if we tithe, we pay attention to that we're supposed to be prosperous, that he's taking care of us, that he provides our needs. So just like if you have an, an insurance policy on your car, when something happens to it, then you call your insurance company and they take care of it because you have insurance. If you don't have insurance and say so your car gets totaled, you're without a car because you didn't get insurance and there's no way to recover your losses. And so when you do have car insurance, though, as, as we just said, then you can go to them and you can be reconciled, reimbursed for your damages. So in the kingdom of God, it, it's the same thing. When you understand that God is your insurance policy um, and you pay it, you're not going to put up with sickness and disease. You're going to say, wait a minute. When you have this understanding, you say, wait a minute, I tithe. He rebukes a devourer for my sake. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I pay my tithe every month. And so you walk in that divine promise. And you're already ready to live in the kingdom of God because you're paying attention. When you tithe, you can be that overcomer we talked about. Your name can be blotted out of 
book of life if you're not an overcomer. And when you tithe and you know what that tithe does for you, that it connects you with God and he promises to take care of you, then overcoming isn't going to be hard because you're going to know Jesus lives on the inside of me. I tithe. I'm protected. I'm taken care of because God and I have an agreement. I'm a part of his kingdom. I care about what he cares about. I provide, I provide my tithe so that his kingdom is well provided for. So there is food in his storehouse so he can pay his workers. So there's money there to get that word out. And, you know, God's most important thing is his children, and he wants all of them to have salvation. It's not his will that one should perish. And so that's what this whole thing is about. Why we're here is to get ready to live with him when we leave here. And so when you're a part of what he's doing, when you're involved in his life, then he's involved in your life. If you take care of his stuff, he can take care of your stuff. But if you don't care enough to give him 10% of what's already all of it's his anyway, but when you don't care enough to get involved with him, then how can you expect really the expectation to stand before him that day and say, well done, my good and faithful servants. He's going to say, I didn't know you. You didn't care about what I cared about. Your life was about you. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about my kingdom. You lived your life for yourself. You lived as same as the world, as if you didn't know me, and now I'm going to say to you, I didn't know you. You practiced lawlessness. You didn't take the time to get to know me. That's always the bottom line. If you knew God and he was your insurance policy and everything would go well with you, then you would give him your tithe. You would give him your time. You would be a part of what he's doing right here, right now on the earth, and you'd be preparing to stand before him that day, and you would let him teach you to get out those spots and wrinkles. When you pay your tithe and you have the awareness of why you're doing it, then you're going you're gonna to call on him in your time of need. You're going to say, Lord, I, I paid you. What's happening here? Why is this happening to me? And he's going to give you the wisdom to know if you miss the law. Because if you break one law, you break all the law. And if you break the law, you let the enemy in. And so not only are, are you going to have his promises as in, in, in physical and eternal, but his wisdom. His, you know, him correcting you is really a privilege. We should count that as a privilege. Count it all joy that he would correct you. And even that, as James says, when the enemy comes against you, because that's how you learn. That's how you learn to live in God's kingdom and learn to take that promise that he gave you and apply it. When you believe God, when you believe that he's your insurance policy and, um, and you're healed and you're prosperous and his promises belong to you, then the other thing that you're going to do is take that authority and say, 
No weapon formed against me can prosper. You're going to talk to the mountain. You're not going to let the problem linger in your life because you got this fresh perspective of who God is and who you are in his kingdom and that you belong to him and that he's taking care of you. God doesn't do things the way we think he's going to do things. He has a much higher way of doing things. His way are high, is higher than our ways. You know, I always like to tell you to get on your knees because when we walk around and um, all these things are going into our eyes and, and our ears and, you know, so the same as the enemy's voice is and God. But when you get on your knees, what you thought you knew, he's going to correct you and say no. When you go pray about it, you're going to hear him. But if you don't consult him, then you're just consulting your own knowledge, your own, your own way of thinking, and even applying um, the thoughts of the enemy because you're not taking captive your thought because you're not getting on your knees. When you don't get to know him, you're not going to know what he's thinking. You're not going to get on your knees. You're not going to be insured. And on that day, your assurance is not going to be eternal life. In fact, you're going to be standing in that line and your knees are going to be shaking. You're going to wonder, oh, what's he going to say to me? And, and you're going to know already, but at the same time, you're hoping and you're praying that you're going to get in by the skin of your teeth and you're not. You have to practice all of his law to be right with him. Maybe you're thinking, well, everything is going well with me. I don't really need an insurance policy. You know, some people think that when they're driving and they're, when they have a car and they're driving, they're thinking, I'm a good driver. Nothing's going to happen. I'm not going to waste my money on insurance. And, you know, it kind of seems that way sometimes when nothing's happening. But then suddenly when you get in that accident, and you have no insurance, and um, it can be pretty bad. You, you know, you could, you could hurt someone, kill someone. You could total someone else's car, and you have nothing for it. You have, you have nothing to pay for it. And you know, it may be, it may seem, well, my life is going good. You know, I have this good job. I have this nice house. I have a huge income. I really don't need God. But then suddenly. Something happens, and you're not covered. You don't have that insurance. You don't have that confirmation. You don't have the title deed. You don't have the faith or the know-how. You're lost. You're crushed. Suddenly, you fall to your knees and say, I wish I would have. God, can you help me? And he will. <laughs> this is your time of grace. But to know better is another story. And as well, when he comes, it's too late. He can't do anything. He said to do it now, to prepare now, to watch and pray now, to get the spots and wrinkles out now. You can't get them out when you get there. He's not going to let a thief into his kingdom it's going to be beautiful and pure there, crisp and bright, lovely, kind, 
There's going to be compassion there. No one there is going to be prideful because everybody's going to be recreated in his likeness, and he's beautiful. He's kind. He cares. So go to him now. He said, come to me. Come to me now. Go to him before it's too late. Get that insurance policy. Care about what he cares about. Care about his life. You ever have people in your life who you just know they don't care a thing about you? They don't listen to you, but when you, they need something, they're right there. All of a sudden, I need something. Who is that? Who is that God you serve? It's happened to me plenty of times. Someone's desperate, and they call me, and they want to know um, what they should do, and, you know, a little bit here and there, and then they get that problem solved either, usually their way anyway, because doing it God's way takes a little longer because you're, you're tested. Your faith is tested. The enemy is going to come and test your faith. And, and so doing it God's way takes too long for people. And so they just like, for instance, um, surgery probably is faster than waiting for God to heal you. And the only reason you're waiting for God to heal you is because your faith has to get to that place. And um, borrowing money is faster than waiting for God to provide for you. And so people just take the world's way because it's faster and they're not sure. And they're not covered. They don't have insurance. They don't understand. But when you understand and you have insurance and you know that you can wait on him. And while you wait, you serve. As a waiter, you serve. With that towel over your arm, you're here to serve. You're here to do his will. And so God wants you to know that today, that you are his insurance policy, or he is your insurance policy. He is your insurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's going to take care of you. He's your fortress. When you make him your God, you are covered. No weapon formed against you can prosper. The enemy can't do anything. He's defeated because you submitted to God. God is so in love with you, and he just wants you to submit to him today so that he can take care of you. It's not he's trying to get something from you or take things away from you or say no to you. He wants you to he wants to bless you beyond measure, more than you can ask or think. He's preparing you to live in his kingdom so that you can move in with him when you leave here because the other place is dark. It's not going to be good. You're not going to be able to handle it. There's going to be torment, weeping and gnashing of teeth, evil, no one regarding anyone else. There's not going to be any love there, no compassion It's just going to be terror. Um, I was just reminded of 
And I don't remember the details, but somebody drilled a hole in the earth pretty far down. And they could hear screaming. And they were, they were sure it was the sounds of hell. People in torment. Many people had dreams and visions of hell. And it, it's not something you're going to be able to tolerate. And that's why Jesus is beckoning you now. Choose me, choose me. Um, you know, like if there's door number one and door number two, door number one is good, number two is the bad choice, you lose. He's saying, choose me, choose door number one. I'm the one. I'm the one who loves you. I gave my life for you. I'm only trying to give good to you. That's all. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm not trying to use you. I want to come in this relationship with you. And yeah, I want something from you. I want you to love me like I love you. I want you to care about me, think about me, care about what I'm going through. Just the same as I'm there for you. He thinks about you every day. He thinks about you all the time. Ever since I said I'd go for him, he, he, he's talking to me about you all the time, what you don't know and what you need to know. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Teach them. You just said that this morning. Tell them what you know. Tell them. I spend time getting to know him. I got desperate. I didn't want to live in hell on the earth anymore. I wanted to come up higher, and so I spent time getting to know him, and he, he revealed himself to me. And that's how I know what I know. And now I have to go share it. Because it's not as well that you perish. And without the knowledge that you need, you will perish. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And many are going to argue with him and say, But Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We did many mighty works in your name. We thought you'd be happy that we did this for you. And he's going to say, Away from me, you who practice lawlessness. You know why? Because if you break one law, you break all the law. And those people obviously didn't have that relationship with him where they were willing to be corrected or they wouldn't be saying, but Lord. And you don't want to be in that situation. You want to know ahead of time where you're going. And take a chance on your eternity. Get to know him now. Get on your knees. Find out the truth. Don't listen to what's happening all around you. Get on your knees. Connect with him. Just like you, my pastor always said, just like a radio station, you turn it on, you listen. Do that. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us, for helping us for letting us know that we have spots and wrinkles and that glass slipper is not going to fit. We're not going to fit into heaven if we're not heeding your voice. We submit to you. We ask you to come live on the inside of us, and we're going to heed your voice. We're not going to sit around and complain and whine about what is, but we're going to change our circumstances. We're coming into agreement with you. We're giving you 10% of our increase because we care about what you care about and because we want your full blessing. We love you and praise you.
glory. That's amazing. Don't just say the prayer and go sit around and start complaining. When you asked, he came. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And so he's going to come in. He's going to dine with you if you heed his voice. Make sure that you do that, you do that because then everything is going to be clear. You're going to have clarity. Even if the sun isn't out, you're going to be bright. You're going to be happy. You're going to have peace and contentment. Because Jesus said, I'm telling you all this so my joy can be in you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.